0: The babies aren't even here, and you're already sacrificing yourself to do the best decision for your family. Hi, hi, everybody! Welcome to Eden XJ Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations.
1: We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Hey.
0: hey hi hey. 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 and jay is still working out the new <laughs> button features welcome back to our podcast if you haven't followed us yet on Jay, go give us a follow on everything um instagram youtube mm-hmm. tiktok we are doing some fun things over there as well also be sure to stay to the end because we always have some really exciting news that we're sharing with you all because there's always something going on (laughs) in our lives where we want to keep you guys up to date and
1: thank you for joining part two if you haven't heard part one please go back one episode and catch up with us so we can dive right in
0: yeah i think just really quick recap takeaways from part one is having a fertility plan um there are actual like fertility brokers or consultants that you can meet with that can help you come up with a plan yep Um, We didn't know about that at the time we were kind of just doing this on our own and the way that we figured it out was we broke things up into parts and you know split those costs up a little bit bought us some more time Mm -hmm. where we could and then you know starting the process in increments um, because it is a very long process so just be aware this isn't like you're gonna wake up tomorrow and be pregnant next right people. Um, it is a long <laughs> process, and that takes a lot of planning, time, money, resources, if you are in a same-sex relationship trying to have a baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's totally worth it's it. Very much so. I mean, you say that now, but <laughs> I think in the moment, you were kind of like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this was rough, but I will say, you were more on board from beginning to end of your IVF process than I think I was. I think I was mm-hmm. very nervous and scared watching you go through it because I hate seeing you in pain. And so I was ready to tap out and wave the white white flag so many times. And you were very determined um, to make this process happen. But yeah. you know, going back, you know, originally I think what people didn't know was before we had our HSG and before we did our follicle test, I was supposed to go first. Yep. That was the plan, and this is why, (laughs) because this was never a part of my journey. I just decided that I wanted to have a baby now that I met Jay. It still is my decision, but I know myself, like, if we have to jump out of a plane, I will do it. I just need to be the first one. Like, I don't want to watch you jump out and then be like, oh, yeah, great. Now I got to go and do this whole thing. If Mm -hmm. I jump out then I don't have to think about it. I don't know right. what to expect. It's all a surprise and I'm not gonna see the worst case scenario happen. Like, what if I watch the person jump out and their parachute doesn't come out? I don't I don't want to do that. I don't mm, want to do that at all. Me so either. I think we were worried and I was honest with you. I was like if something goes wrong, I might back out. Yes. And I don't know if you're gonna get a second baby out of me because <laughs> we did want to. So the plan was I'll go first.
1: And so we, we, that, that was, was the plan, the plan. going the in. Plan. I was
0: like, cool. Like, I can't get unpregnant." I was like, it is what it is. Like, I have to ride this until the wheels fall off. Um, and then that wasn't the plan. <laughs> and
1: then we went and we took our HSG test. And the yeah. doctor literally told me I have to go first yeah. because I am running out of time. Mm-hmm. And it's not looking good. So if I want to carry, I have to go first.
0: Yeah, my, my results came back, like, perfect. They're like, you're Beautiful. great for your age. Like, you're uterus is great your follicles are looking great like you're good mm-hmm. um you have a lot more time jay on the other hand her numbers are dropping so fast and yes. they can't explain why and they're really scared and so they are like jay you need to go now
1: right um Which worked in my favor because yeah. i've like i said i've been i've been ready to go i've been ready to become a mom since yesterday so
0: when you first got that news like how did it make you feel stressed Oh. It
1: gave me a lot of stress because now I had to jump on this and I knew that financially we were, we were figuring out what we wanted to do, not mm-hmm. necessarily ready to jump in, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all, all in a hundred percent. We I didn't knew. even know
0: what that all in number was. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and so that was scary and that definitely made me a little stressed, yeah. but we were, you know, it is what it is. We yeah. unfortunately, as women, we don't control what how our clock works mm-hmm. and what our time frame is. So we kind of just had to go, and I was, I was ready and happy to. So yeah,
0: you were ready to step in there. Yeah, You're like I volunteer as tribute.
1: And we wanted, we knew we wanted to do IVF from the beginning. Um, yes, reciprocal IVF.
0: Um, yes. Yeah, so reciprocal IVF was definitely an option. There were a couple of different options that we. We're weighing out. Mm -hmm. We were thinking, you know, maybe we just do an at-home insemination and then we kind of just roll the dice and then just see what happens. Right. Uh, Then we, you know, we actually were talking with a couple of our friends who have done IVF and their reasoning as to why, and again, everybody's reasons are different, why they opted to do it and the testing that comes with it. Was something that we had never heard of. Mm-hmm. So when you opt to do IVF, um, you are there are options to do testing, and we'll we'll get into that. Um, we've also had friends who've done at home inseminations, Correct. And we got their feedback. And I think for us, you know, the reason why we decided to go the IVF route is that, you know, there's just some security in having data and information for me. Um, and for you as well, because listening and hearing the stories of women who went through miscarriages was so hard. And um, if we could do anything to help avoid us going through such um, what could be a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and a hard experience, like, let's do that. No matter what extra layers and Mm stuff and money it costs, the Mm -hmm. cost of you know, saving the emotional, you know, turmoil that we would go through, I think would be worth it. Right. So then ultimately we decided going with IVF and then the we w- found out that we can do reciprocal. <laughs> and then our friend did reciprocal and we were like, What? That's an option. Then we learned if you got the money, you can do whatever you want, <laughs> basically. You can pick out whatever genes mm-hmm. you want, you can pick the gender, you can pick literally anything. If you got the budget. um, And we did not have the budget. budget, So we were like, okay, what gets us a healthy embryo? Like, what gives us the best chance to to avoid having a miscarriage? And the way we learned it is that you have to do IVF, which is taking the egg and the sperm outside of the body, putting them together, and making an embryo. Making a lab baby. And then putting that lab baby into... Back inside. Testing. Oh yes, um, to see if there are any genetic mutations um, and anything that can be, I guess, like genetically wrong, and then putting it back inside of your body. Whichever route you decide, so that's IVF, and then there's um, IUI, which people do as well, uh, which isn't taking anything outside the body. It's putting obviously the sperm inside mm-hmm. the body, um, washed sperm. So for those of you who don't know, um, are Cryobank, California Cryobank provided this option, which is another reason why we went with them, uh, sperm washing. So it, it washes the sperm to give you the most healthiest and uh, viable sperm possible when you do purchase sperm. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, we had friends who not, didn't go with our cryobank with, with a different one and they got dead sperm. And so that was just money thrown down the drain. Yeah, um, they literally spent they didn't, money
1: and yeah. it did not work at all. They didn't so. get it
0: washed, unfortunately. Um, so... Again, these are just things that we've learned the hard way and that people have learned the hard way as well. And um, then you have, you know, at-home insemination, which I believe is like IVI. And then you have um, just ICSI insemination, which is just inseminating without the option of having it washed. So you can do a bunch of different options depending on what your budget is. And for us, we were you know, we knew it was going to cost us more, Mm -hmm. but if it can help us and prevent us from getting a divorce (laughs) or being like emotionally dragged through the ringer with, you know, these like hard, you know, hard Mm -hmm. situations that we have to be put through, then let's do it. Yeah. Um, And we decided to pull the trigger on IVF. And so we went into your first Doctor's appointment with Dr. LeBlanc from Hanabusa. And I will have to say, she's amazing. Like, <laughs> she was rad. She is so cool. She's not
1: only beautiful, but she also yeah. has crazy brains on her. and
0: So talented. She has a yeah. great egg whispering resume. Yes. She's been all over the world making babies.
1: Yeah. And I think that was <laughs> another thing, right? Now we had to switch gears from, okay, buying a sperm and now finding the right IVF clinic. Yeah which was a whole process on its own. But mm-hmm. luckily we went and we did a ton of research yeah. and we landed in San Diego yeah. uh, with Hannah Busa. So we went up for my first appointment. Because they do mini IVFs. They do mini IVFs, which is another thing that we had no idea. So in a traditional IVF setting, mm-hmm. the doctor basically pumps you with a ton of hormones in hopes that they can produce X amount of eggs. The more the better. Um, it doesn't mean quality over quantity. It just They just want... As many as they can get. And they take (laughs) those eggs and then they blast them and see who survives and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. um, which takes a toll on your body. Yeah, Uh, Tons of hormones. It just turns your entire life upside down. And that was something that I was a little nervous about. And then we learned that our clinic does mini IVFs, which means it's an IVF, but it's customized to your body type Mm -hmm. and your hormones and Mm -hmm. what you're working with. So they don't necessarily pump you with a bunch of, you know, drugs. They just go with what your body can handle in hopes of retrieving a couple versus a couple of really good ones Yeah. instead of a ton of maybe maybe good, maybe bad.
0: Yeah, and it, it was really, really nice and relieving to know that there is a clinic out there mm-hmm. that just gives you what you need. They're like, we don't need to get 30 eggs unless you're trying to have like a whole school worth of kids. You don't need that many you just need one like or like be honest like how many kids do you want right right so you just need one or two um and there's no point in putting your body through all that to give us 30 eggs if you just need one or two so let's get whatever we can get giving you you know the right amount for just what your body needs to Mm -hmm. produce enough um and we love that because just in just so you know, we'll, we'll, we're getting into Jay's IVF process. But I can't imagine you being on more drugs mm-hmm. if that was the mini version yeah. <laughs> of what they gave you. And it was better financially, too, because
1: we yeah. didn't have to buy all the medication mm-hmm. that we might not use. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Mini is also mini price. Doesn't mean that it's <laughs> cheap. It just means that it's, yes. <laughs> it's mini or priced. It's mini-expensive. So we went with the <laughs> mini option. <laughs> Our budget, that's all we could afford. Yes. Um, But, it again, you get… You get what you paid for. And I feel like Hanabusa is just such high quality care. Like immediately when we walk in, like you are a family. They treat you with the utmost respect. They answer every stupid question that you have. And Dr. LeBlanc is just so world renowned in her experience. And, you know, even when there was a moment when things started to get scary, right? Like we started to watch your cycle. Yeah. And the first appointment we went in, you had, I think, like, 12 follicles? Yeah, which is great because
1: follicles, we're looking for as many follicles because those follicles may or may not have eggs. So there could potentially be 12 eggs, which is good. It's not horrible. It's not not great, but it's somewhere in the middle. Like we can do 12 because if you do the math, once you create an embryo, mm-hmm. you extract. You might not extract all 12. Let's say there's half of that. There's yeah. six, and then you've got to do an embryo. Maybe three of those survive, so now you've got
0: three. And then once those the testing, testing yeah, maybe you've got
1: one. So that's not a horrible number. Yeah. It could work in your favor.
0: 12, 12 can equal one. Yeah. Um, and that those weren't terrible odds, but then when we went back for your second appointment, 12 mm-hmm. turned into 10 follicles. Yep. We went back to your third appointment. 12 turned to like mm-hmm. Eight and then it started getting scary. The doctor was like, "All right, like this is this is where we're at. Like I don't think we're gonna go up. I think we're just going down at this point. Can you know considering your your hormone levels? So let's mm-hmm. just pull the trigger. Let's get you going now. Mm-hmm. And I think we went into that appointment thinking like it was just gonna be another appointment. Not that we were gonna walk out of there ready to go, ready to do IVF. Yeah. But she was very adamant. Like if you want to do your shot, like." We got to try go. now, um, but she was also like, "It's your choice. Like, if you want to say that you tried and try, great. If you want to skip again, mm-hmm. she's like, the numbers aren't showing me that they're getting better. So let's let's go. Let's try if you want to, and yeah. then you know, kind of put the ball in your court. And yeah. And I said, let's go. I don't know what this looks like, but um, <laughs> I'm going to trust
1: her knowledge, and she's saying, let's go. So we went directly to the pharmacy Mm -hmm. and bought a ton of drugs. And the crazy part is that when it comes to hormones, there's no like hormone injections. There's no real how-tos. They kind of just they ask for money and in return they give you (laughs) hormones. It's kind of like a a, bunch of drugs. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: they're like, you know what you're doing. You got
1: this. Here's some needles and some syringes and YouTube. You do it. And YouTube (laughs) everything.
0: And I was just like like, what? Like, it, first of all, it's really sad seeing that amount of money leave your account so quickly. <laughs> yes. You're, like, you're just a little bit dying inside. But, you know, you get this brown bag of drugs and you're, like, yep, this this makes sense. You know, like, this amount. And you better work. And, you mm-hmm. know, so we we left there. I think it ended up costing us the first round about $4,000. It was, like, five. Close to five. Yeah. Um, and... We started doing IVF. The the, good, the cool thing also about mini IVF is that it's half the time as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not doing it for, I think it's like X amount of four or six weeks. You're just doing it for two mm-hmm. um, or like nine days. Um, and it was a little bit of a process just trying to figure it out, but totally YouTubeable. You just have to go in with confidence is what <laughs> I'm thinking. I, I think the part for my brain that I was trying to not get – mixed in my head is that euphoria was on at the time so i'm watching rue like shoot herself up with heroin (laughs) while i'm also tapping on this (laughs) needle and i'm like this is so meta right now like we're both tapping on a needle and i'm like trying to inject you (laughs) and rue's trying to get high and i'm like one of these is fun apparently one of these is definitely not And talking about the not fun part do you want to describe how it was being on ivf medicine Mm, not
1: fun I think the first two days, I didn't really see a difference. It was not fun getting shot up. And everybody was telling me, you shouldn't, it should be okay. You've got all these tattoos. Like, what's another needle? It is not the same. Not the same at all. The type of medication, it's like a burning sensation when it goes into your body. So it's not even like a quick just jab. It's like a burning sensation. And it has to happen on your abdomen Mm -hmm. or on your inner thigh. And I don't know when was the last time you looked at your inner thigh, but <laughs> mine is very sensitive because I never do anything with my inner thigh. She also has a tattoo on her inner thigh,
0: so but
1: <laughs> those it was, are just stickers. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it was not fun, even for someone with a ton of tattoos. But it was, you know, it was mm-hmm. manageable. We did it. I think by the third or fourth day, my yeah. hormones were upside down. Oh, I. Yeah. I'm not a big person for sweets. I've never been like a candy or sweets type of person. But through those nine days, I was craving pound cake. I was craving Twinkies. (laughs) We went to the store one time and I couldn't decide what I wanted in the bakery aisle. So I just grabbed a big sheet cake to myself. And Eden's oh, looking at man. me like,
0: what are we celebrating? Uh, well, it was, I understand, like, the need. And I'm trying to be so sensitive because your body's probably going through all yeah. these different things. And you want everything. But it's just the two of us. Yeah. Like, who's going to eat this whole <laughs> sheet cake, this whole birthday cake? And then she wanted a whole
1: I wanted a corn, corn bread. cake, <laughs> and,
0: cornbread. And then she also wanted a whole pie. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, okay, can we... Can we compromise? Can we get you the little birthday cake and like a a slice of the cornbread and like a little bit of everything, but can we just scale back the portion? And then you would just have like a meltdown you're like, I just want all of it. Yeah. And I was super
1: emotional too. Yeah, Anything would make me cry. Literally anything. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah. Because I'm not normally like an emotional person, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I would
0: say the hardest part, um, just trying to be your support system in this was being very consistent with the schedule. So I don't yeah. think people understand like your life revolves around these injections because you have to take the same shot every single mm-hmm. day at the exact same time, mm-hmm. and the life doesn't stop. Like we had plans before we obviously agreed to do to do IVF, so we still had to go to these dinners we still had to go to these like events events and then we would go to the car shoot up and then go back to the event yeah. and, and pretend like everything was fine and that was like our world for a two little weeks. like two weeks and just you know it was such a trippy time in our lives and then i know that we got to the halfway point yeah and, and we would do follow ups
1: there was like a follow up every like, three, days 3 days or so and during our second follow-up, we showed up, mm-hmm. and I had already been, I don't know, mm-hmm. like six days on all these hormones and yeah. mood swings. And the doctor looked under my hood, and she said, none of these are viable. Um, yeah, We should pull the plug and, you know, start all over or maybe take a pause, whatever you feel. Mm-hmm. Which made me feel so shitty yeah. um, in that moment. It made me feel like less than... A little bit. It made me feel like I wasn't a woman enough or there was something wrong with yeah. me. And that was super emotional mm-hmm. for me as well. I think I went through a little bit of a depression for mm. like a month or so. We took a break. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, mm, yeah, so it wasn't, sorry. no, it was fine. It just wasn't the nicest yeah. yeah results, unfortunately. And then we had to have a conversation about what the next move is because now we spent 5k down the drain and we have no results and the only option is to start all over and spend another 5k in hopefully getting some results and the thing is there's no guarantee so right you're gambling at this point
0: right and I think the hard the hard part too is just I wanted you to make whatever decision that you wanted to that was best for you Mm -hmm. and the hardest part was just you know, trying to be your support system in the way that you needed. And I know you didn't want to give up. Mm-hmm. And I know you were feeling guilty like this was your fault. Yeah. But absolutely not your fault. You can't blame yourself for the cards that you've, you've been dealt mm-hmm. and in your, you know, fertility journey. And all we can do is just keep riding this wave until we yeah. figure out how we're going to get there. But you, you did talk about it. You were like, I will do this. One more time. One time. And that's it. If it doesn't work out, I don't want us to spend another, you know. I mean, we were
1: going through our savings at this point. So yeah. 10K to someone that doesn't come from money is a lot of money. It so is. I said, yeah. I said, let's do it one more time. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it one more time. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm totally open to adoption. I'm totally open to all these other things. You know, things. hey, you still have me. I don't know why you rode
0: me off. I didn't <laughs> ride you off.
1: Like, you were gonna go, but I think the plan was I have one and you have one. Yeah. So I just, obviously, you would still have yours, but I would be also be open to adopt a second child.
0: Yeah. And I think that was always a part of our plan. We would have yeah. one each and then adoption for a the third. third. And I was just thinking, like, okay, well, if that's what you truly want, then. Let's let's go. Let's go hardcore. But let's change everything. Let's change our diet. Let's make sure you're relaxed as possible. Let's cut out drinking. Let's cut out sugar. Let's cut out carbs. Let's, you know, start, you know, going to the gym and all of those things. Let's give it our best shot. And then just see, you know, at least we could say that we tried and we did all the things. So we, which that
1: plays a big role. Yeah, we didn't like changing know. your diet. We did a ton of research, and diet plays mm-hmm. a huge role. No alcohol, cutting alcohol yeah. altogether.
0: Stress, just stress. not being stressed. We cut out all stress. We were like, okay, no plans, no nothing. No, like, don't even think about social media. Like, <laughs> let's just be us and like get through it. And at least we could say that we tried and we did everything that we could. Mm-hmm. And so we went back. The following month. Spent another
1: $5,000. Spent another
0: $5,000 on cash to get all the stuff. And, and if you pay cash, they give you a discount. A little bit of a discount. <laughs> so couldn't even put it on credit cards. I know. um But we got there. Yeah. We got all the drugs. At least this time we knew what to expect. So I think we felt a little bit more confident with the injections, yeah. with the timing and the pacing and everything. And we're like, okay, we are we feel like we're kind of owning it now yeah. versus being. You know what to expect so lost i think for the first time around and then the results are starting to look better yeah we got through the second appointment and it looks a lot better i ended up having
1: nine i think
0: was that my total we got i think the most exciting part is that we got past the halfway point yeah and it was still looking positive and the doctor was saying okay you're gonna go full term to surgery yep and that was really exciting how many follicles we had
1: yeah, so you had eight. Eight. Okay. You had, so I had eight the second time. You had one eight. One less than the first time. Yeah. And yeah, I went, I didn't know what to expect for the egg retrieval. Mm-hmm. And at this point, just to be completely transparent, we had already spent, you know, 10K plus on all of this. And we were going through our savings, and there was an additional cost to have anesthesia, right?
0: Yeah, because oh, okay? I get emotional every time I think about this part. Oh, okay, she had tissues on standby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> <laughs> she's like, I feel like you might cry. And I'm all, I'm not going to cry. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> uh, we were at the doctor's office and she's explaining to us what the procedure is going to cost, right? Which is X amount of money on top of the 10K that we already spent and what to expect and what our options are, and she said, "You could, you know, we could set you up. It's going to cost this much, and amnes- anesthesia is going to cost this much." Um, she, it was thousand dollars. Yeah, it was a thousand dollars extra, um, and we were already going through our savings. So, Correction, I, We had
0: already went through yes our savings. We had went through everything to get to this point. Correct. And I told you, like, if you if you want the anesthesia and you don't want to be awake through this process, like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll get You're the like, money we I'll, I'll, I'll. We got it. We're fine. Um,
1: yeah. And, and you didn't. I didn't. I said, I will do it cold turkey. I'd rather just put my body through that than put us in, um, you know, unwanted debt. And I'll figure it out. And so that happened, which is also an option. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it wasn't painful. But if, you know, if money is tight, <laughs> it is an option, and, and I don't yeah. regret it at all. We did the surgery. I was fully awake. You were right there with me. Yeah. And the best thing happened. We had eight follicles, and they found eight eggs, so yeah. one follic- one egg in each follicle, and they all survived. The first extraction.
0: The first extraction, they got eight out of eight and I think that was just such a unexpected number mm-hmm. everyone was like I remember everybody was like cheering in the operating room we were all counting and like freaking out and like the Peter it was like um when like the chief officers uh was in the room too and he was like cheering and I think we were all excited because we, they saw we we're all the, rooting for you <laughs> yeah they
1: saw the disappointment in the first round and to have a second round that was so successful yeah. like eight out of eight is really really good and it was just like so
0: telling because I, I don't know like that's just i feel like that's just like love in a nutshell right you didn't have to like you were you were willing to go through so much pain to save us money um and i told you like we, we would have been fine but you didn't want to and i just feel like that's such a the babies aren't even here and you're already sacrificing yourself to do the best decision for your family and I just feel like I always get emotional when I think about that because I don't think I would have taken that option. <laughs> I would have been like, let's get another credit card. Yeah. I don't want to be awake, but I love you so much for doing that for us. You're very welcome. But like that just shows how strong you are. Like I think you talk about how, you know, you know these these are tattoos, but I feel so sensitive now to pain. And I was like, no, your pain tolerance is so high. You're such a strong person in general. And I think that's just, and just another constant reminder of, like, why I love you so much. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yes. yes. Eight Eight eggs were taken out. Eight eggs were taken out. And then they go through a round of testing. Testing. Then that's, like, hold your breath. Because they were they saying. normally do half. Half of that. And then cut that in half again. So eight to four. Four to maybe two. Two. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. And the testing happens pretty fast. You, if, you know what you have, I think. In a couple days.
1: Yeah, like two to three days, something like so. that. And we were so anxious for those next three days, just mm-hmm. like wanting to know the results. And Peter ends up calling us, who's the director of Hanna, Hanabusa. Yeah. And he's like, are you guys sitting down? And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, we're ready. Tell us tell us the, the news. Yeah. And he's like, you have three boys. Mm -hmm. and three girls ready to go.
0: Six embryos.
1: Six embryos survived out of eight. eight, (laughs) He's like,
0: I've never seen these numbers before. He's like,
1: I have 21-year-olds in here who are perfect health and do not have these odds. Like, I don't know what you did. But it was great. It was I'm perfect. Doctor Leblanc, she's got some <laughs> crazy oh bruharia. <laughs> and now y'all gotta convince Eden to let me have all six because Stop. I worked very hard for all six.
0: Okay, well the another reason again why we did IVF is the testing, yes. right? So we were able to test, yeah. And we have six embryos: three boys, three girls. And they do ask you, like, do you want to know the gender? And we're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like surprises. Jay was like, eh. I was like, yeah, I want to do it old school, you know. Like, I just, know. Let's just see what we've got and we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, What's but,
1: gender even? It's fine. I mean, that's let's true. just do it.
0: That's true. But I was like really like curious, and so they did tell us. in actually, one of the embryos, majority of them came back like grade A. Mm-hmm. I think they they do have a grading system,
1: A B C D. Very Bail. similar to
0: school. And a through F. We do. I think three were A's. We got a B in there, and then like minus um which again thank goodness for the testing because there was an embryo that was missing chromosomes on both sides yep. both on the donor and on your side mm-hmm. so the odds of that carrying to full term were like 10 percent. which that means i would have had a miscarriage. miscarriage and that was what we were trying to avoid and putting you through that on top of all of this other stuff right so it was worth it it was worth every moment it was worth every you know injection and every e- tier. every tier to not have to go through that with you and we were so happy because now we have like six embryos <laughs> I mean 10% viability is still 10% and if that's yeah. all we got left that's all we got left but we're very very lucky to have that many and you did an incredible job like just egg machine over there. (laughs) Hey, hey, I don't know. It's in the jeans. I (laughs) I was like, what were you so scared about a couple weeks ago? And now you're just... It's nerve-wracking. Chilling on an egg mountain. (laughs) And I think the sad part is, you know, now that situations are reversed, because we want to do reciprocal IVF. Mm -hmm. So Jay is going to carry my egg, and I'm going to carry her egg, and she's going to give birth to a baby that looks like moi, and I'm going to give birth to a baby that looks like her. And it's just a way for both of us to be involved, um, you know, within the parenting process. And this was, again, not everyone's journey, but since this wanted. was an option. We, we opted for it. And, you know, Handboost is the best to do this. And we feel very confident and with them. Look at the results that they they did with you. And now it's my turn. And we just started that process. And we just started the process. And I'm like... I felt like I was going to be chilling the whole time because everybody hyped me. Like everybody gaslit at me like, yeah, your numbers are great. You're so young. You got all of these things going for you. And then we look under the hood and my numbers are so bad right now. Like really bad. Um, I think we went in two months ago and they were at like nine and then, we which we were, you know, hopeful. we were, we were I like was nine, okay. But we also found out I'm only working with one ovary, yes. Um, which was a unexpected event. I have a cyst growing on my left ovary, and so that's preventing any follicles from really developing. Correct. And then a month later, a cyst popped up on my right ovary on the outside, and they're not too worried about it. But my numbers went down; they went yeah. from like nine to seven. And then this last appointment that we just went to, none. Like, I had nothing to work with. And they were just like, okay, let's just pretend like this appointment didn't happen and, like, come back and hopefully there'll be better results. And that, I think I felt what you felt in that moment, which was I feel inadequate as a woman. Like, I just felt like I'm not doing my job or this was supposed to be easy. Like, I was supposed to be young and have, you know, these amazing results. And it's not the case. It's not this time. And I go back and I think, like, why didn't I make this a priority of freezing my eggs?
1: In your 20s. You know,
0: in my 20s so important than, you know, going out shopping or buying that thing I shouldn't have bought. Like, I really should have focused on freezing my eggs when they were 25. So then I wouldn't be in this position now. Right. And I wish that people would talk about it, you know, more openly to younger women because once you're in your 30s, it feels like the cards are just taken off the table for you. And what is it is what it is. Like that's all you get. The quality of the egg is also the quality so of the egg different. is compromised. Like everything is more expensive because now everything is harder. And you think because you know, your aunt was fertile, your mom was fertile, like, it doesn't mean anything, like, yeah. you, whatever your body has is what you have, and you don't know what you got until you look under the hood, and the doctor tells you, like, yeah, you're great, and then I was told that too, and mm-hmm. even then, it's not guaranteed, like, yeah. and it's just as unfortunate that, you know, now we're here, and the doctors are already mentally preparing me to go through more than one round, right, um, because your results were amazing, but they're not, like, ideal. Like, I think them taking out eight from me might be a lot different than taking out eight from you. Um, and not to say lightning can't strike twice, but <laughs> we would be very, very lucky if that happened again. And on top of it, just working with one ovary and all that stuff.
1: And we've talked about this, you know. We've said we've had a honest conversation about what happens if, you know, this, this doesn't go away. We might have to work backwards. We might have yeah. to deal with the cyst first, and then the eggs later. Yeah, and I think the silver lining here is that we've got six in the bank. Yeah, like there are embryos ready to go, right? And what is DNA, anyways? We don't speak to our family as it is. <laughs> uh, I think for us, our family is a blended family. Mm-hmm. You know, our friends are our family. Mm-hmm. So I don't think genetics have a lot. Like DNA doesn't have a lot to do.
0: Yeah with
1: how you you know what family is Mm -hmm. but to your point I think going back to what you said I think that it's important for all women even if you're not even if you're in your 20s and you're thinking I don't I don't know if I want kids so I'm not even going to think about fertility I think it's really important to freeze your eggs regardless because at least you're giving yourself an option Mm -hmm. to be a parent or not be a parent versus now you're in your 30s and you don't have an option Mm -hmm you know.
0: I think freezing them when they're young, they'll forever be that age. They will forever be that age and that viable. And freeze as many as you can because we do, you know, we have friends who have also frozen their eggs and then are now in the process of doing IVF as well. And not all of them will obviously survive and carry to full term. So just give yourself a savings account, like as much of a cushion and a bank as you can. For your fertility and buy yourself time. Like, think about it that way. You are buying yourself time for the future to do whatever you want to do. So when you do feel ready, mm. you have that option. And it's just it's just unfortunate that yeah. by the time you start thinking about it, I feel like it's too late. Yeah. And that's where we're at now. And, you know, we're just going to keep taking it one day at a time and step by step. And So what is our next step? Our next step now… I think what's really hard is that just the cysts on my ovaries are just triggering in general because that's how my mom died. It was a cyst on her ovary that just wasn't treated when it should have gotten treated. And she died of ovarian cancer. And every time I hear a cyst on my ovary and something, I just start thinking like, is this going to be the same thing that's going to happen? You know, so I think now our next steps are let's, talk to the doctor and figure out what our options are with the cysts Mm -hmm. and see if we can get those off the table, then tackle the fertility and then figure out um, if we can get those numbers up and then try again and see if we can get them out. Our our goal is to be pregnant by the end of the year. That would be ideal. That would be our goal. Um, You are right. We do have six in the bank, so I'm not trying to get greedy. I get it. We don't need, like a school bus full of, you know, embryos in the bank. Um, but it would be nice to have, you know, my own too and try and to try for you. I would love that option. Well, but if it's not, you know, it doesn't work out. It's okay too. I'm supporting you either way. Yeah. So,
1: fingers crossed it happens at the end of the year, but there's no pressure because we have a savings account.
0: <laughs> An egg <laughs> savings account. Yeah. Not only do we have an egg savings account, but <laughs> Jay's been bugging me for chickens. So I was like, you want eggs from me? And you want eggs? Eggs? Like
1: chicken eggs? Listen, I'm the cook in the family, and I'm telling <laughs> you, eggs have are
0: through the roof right now. Three or four times what they used to be last year. I get it. I get it. But like... I don't know if we can deal with the chickens because now I'm going to have a dog, a chicken, a baby, and like all these things. Sounds magical. Right. (laughs) Sounds wholesome. Sounds like a a crazy time. So then we'll have more crazy updates. Could you imagine like hearing chickens on the podcast and like a baby crying and a dog? Like, oh my God, it'd be, we just need farm animal sounds on this thing already. So then we can just get used to it naturally. (laughs) But I know our our social media, they're, they're rooting for you to get chickens. So yeah. Hoping. We'll see. You have to be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my Christmas gift this year.
0: Maybe. But thank you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and and listening to our journey and you know, I know a lot of you all have questions um about, you know, how we did what we did and why we went with these options and again, you know, I your fertility journey isn't all one size fits all. Mm-hmm. We just decided to go this route because we this was going to be best for our family mm-hmm. and we wanted to do reciprocal IVF. Testing is important to us and that's why we did this route as well. Hanabusa does mini IVF. That's why they were one of the most important decisions that we made, which is where we're going to do all of this. And California Cryobank was our sperm donor. Um and they, you know, found us our perfect match yeah. and you know, has a clean clean background and that was what's best for us.
1: And I think the moral of the story is not fertility isn't one size fits all, so whatever makes sense to you, go with it. And for mm-hmm. us, it made sense to break it up, yeah, per year. And I, I don't think that's a bad mm. thing either.
0: So, the whole process has taken us two years, yes, already. Um, it's been a two year journey, so just keep that in mind. If you would like kids within the next two years, start, start now, now. <laughs> <laughs> start now, take it. Day by day, take it piece by piece and, you know, start where you can. And we're always here to answer questions. We're here to help you out in figuring those things out. And if you're in your 20s, go freeze your eggs and go get your stuff checked. (laughs) Just a side note, we found out recently that
1: they have a cool, they have cool programs where if you're in your 20s and you're healthy, you can literally go and donate a batch of eggs. And you literally flush them down the toilet every menstrual cycle. Just saying. But you can for donate free. <laughs> for free. You can donate a batch and then they'll save, like, they'll store a batch of your eggs for free in exchange. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that in my 20s because that's, like, such an easy process. Batch for
0: batch. So that's batch if you get batch. approved. And sure. Like all but try things. it. There's like, so many programs like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of different programs for egg donation and, and you know, all of those things. And, like... There's stuff out there. So, there's a will, there's a way, and I believe you will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end our podcast. Oh, they're
1: back with our intimacy deck. Yeah, I feel like All we right. needed that. Go for it.
0: Me, I think I picked it last oh, time. Oh, did you? Okay. I don't
1: remember. She's just saying that y'all <laughs> she doesn't want to pick. What does your 5-year plan look like?
0: Dun, dun, dun. Didn't Wait, we just talk about this five-year plan? <laughs> let me do that
1: again. Hold on. We're going to get this down one day, guys. Okay, here. Question. <laughs> what does your five-year plan look like?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, It's crazy because we just talked about this today where I feel like as much as I could try to plan... Uh, in advance, I never know what our life is going to look like because the universe just takes us for a whirlwind. Um, That's crazy. So I think in a year, we will have thrown a festival. We would have gone on tour with our event. We would have gotten married. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We'll have a wedding. There should be a baby involved. Yeah. I think that's all in year one. (laughs) Yeah. My five-year plan is to keep the baby alive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hopefully there will be a second one within that time too. Um, And then just, I think just, you know, making a difference wherever we can. I love the community that we've built and the difference that we're able to make and the representation that we're able to bring. And to just do that on a more grander scale, I would love to keep doing that because that makes me happy. Um, And... Making my family happy and just uh, honestly finding ways where we can do things that, that we love that can buy us some more time um, to be financially independent to be able to travel more because I would love to travel mm-hmm. even with the baby. I know people are like you're crazy you say that now, but I will. That's just how I feel. You know, I want to make these memories. You know, no matter how small they are. I love that. Mm-hmm. And for you, what's your Five-year plan.
1: <laughs> okay, my five-year plan. Don't
0: say chickens.
1: Chickens. Oh, okay. My five-year plan <laughs> is that I finally have a chicken coop in the backyard with maybe two to four chickens. And I think also in five years, you should have already gotten your psychology degree. Oh. And... Hopefully you would be,
0: yeah, a a therapist. practicing marital therapist, yeah. marital and
1: family therapist. That would be great. Yeah, I think in five years I would love to own a second property, ooh, so that we can continue to build that financial wealth mm-hmm. and set ourselves up for for success. I still want a bar or some sort of venue, so I would hope <laughs> that in five years I would get closer to either owning or starting escrow on that. I <laughs> love that. Putting it in in the universe. Uh-huh. Um yes. This year I'm hoping that we get married in Oaxaca and have this amazing wedding um. that we deserve. There should be a baby, maybe two. <laughs> and just living like a really good life. Yeah. You know? Like uh, if you asked my younger self what my future looks like, this is so far more than what I envisioned. Really? Yeah, coming from nothing, like literally nothing, this is wild to Mm -hmm. me and I'm grateful every day. So,
0: I don't know, I think that's my five year plan. This is way better than (laughs) me being alone in Bali by myself. (laughs) The rich aunt visiting once in a while. I'd rather be in Bali with my family. And yeah, I love this plan. I love that this version is way better than The actual version I thought in my head, too. Hmm.
1: (laughs) And on that note, thank you for joining
0: us. We hope you you. enjoyed and you feel a little more educated when it comes to IVF. And if you have any more questions, don't feel... Don't be shy. Hit us up in the DMs at EdenXJ or you can email us at EdenXJ at gmail.com. And don't forget, we're throwing a festival and we've got tour dates that have launched. Mm -hmm. Make sure to grab your tickets. We have so many fun things coming down the pipeline. And, you know, we have so many events and exciting things. So we love being able to do this online for you all. But we also love meeting you in person. So don't be shy. Go get your ticket. Come, Hank. And, yeah, we'll see you at the next podcast. Alrighty, righty. Bye. bye.